handoff to Jonathan oh. Taylor. Hughes hole. He's at the 30. He's going to go. 10, 5, touchdown. Jonathan Taylor made a man miss the line of scrimmage and then runs it into Pater. And a one-handed INT. Are you kidding me? Kenny Moore. What a play by Naheem Hines. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. Cody Felger, Derek Larger here with you again. The purpose of this video is we just want to talk about how the Indianapolis Colts became pretenders to contenders. We did a video like this last year. I want to explain exactly what we mean. Not to say the Colts were pretenders last year, but basically what it means is last year the Colts were a fringe playoff team, right? They barely made the playoffs. They lost in the first round, the wild card round. Um, we thought maybe their ceiling was maybe divisional round. I think that's kind of what we said last year with Phillip Rivers. We kind of felt like maybe they were a little bit, I don't know if like held back is the right word, but there was just some things they needed to figure out a little bit more or address maybe another offseason. So we could firmly say the Colts have put themselves now, you know, kind of in the contender pool a little bit. So Derek, let's just kind of dive in why we feel like the Colts really this offseason went from maybe that French playoff team to maybe more of a team now that can make a deep playoff run and a potential Super Bowl run as well. And I think we got to start with the most important position in sports, the quarterback position. Right. The Colts yeah. had Phillip Rivers last year, nearly 40 years old. As good as Phillip Rivers was in the second half of the season, I mean, he was limited, let's be honest. I mean, we even saw it somewhat in that Buffalo game, right, when the Colts needed to go down and score some points um, to end that game. What happened? They, they didn't. They did, it couldn't even get into a field goal range. Mm -hmm. And I think that just kind of showed the limitations that Phillip Rivers had. We all know, we all love what Phillip Rivers gave the Colts and the one season he had here at Indianapolis. But I think it's fair to say the Colts were limited in what they could do offensively. Now they add Carson Wentz, who, yes, had a bad season last year. We all know this. Frank Reich has said as much. Carson Wentz has said as much. Everybody knows this. But from a potential-wise, Carson Wentz's ceiling is so much higher than what the Colts had with Phil Rivers last offseason and last season in 2020. What are your thoughts on, on the quarterback position now in 2021? Yeah, I mean, like you said, just with Carson Wentz, we all know last season really bad. And, you know, a lot of people like to live too much in the present and try not to think about some of the things that made him really good. And ironically enough, it's more of the Eagles fans that are doing that now than what the Colts fan base is now. I think a lot more of the Colts fan base is now starting to become more anxious and more eager to see what Wentz can do instead of dragging him down. But you see most of the Eagles fan base saying that because they're still salty that they lost Carson Wentz. I mean, Let's just be honest. They're they're salty they lost Carson Wentz. They don't want to admit it because ultimately it makes them feel bad. But it's okay because the Colts are going to do better than the Eagles ever will at this point in time. So it's okay. But nevertheless, Carson Wentz now in a new spot. You can now open up your offense in a lot more different ways. You're not as stagnant in how you run your offense. And it opens up all new kinds of possibilities that will allow you to open the playbook, reach further down the field, and ultimately just make defenses a little bit more confused. You know, when you, when a defense starts honing in on 
what the strengths and weaknesses are of a quarterback, then they can make adjustments and be able to do things like that. But also now with Carson being able to run and unlike what Phillip Rivers was unable to do last year, then that just adds a whole nother dimension to the offense that just makes it so much better for this team. And I really hope that they have, they somehow hack into Carson Wentz's true ability because if they do, this offense can definitely go from what it was last year was a, was the ninth best offense in the league could potentially be a top five. I mean, it has that potential to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And you also throw in the fact now that, you know, the Colts have added another playmaker at tight end, right? The Colts have re-signed T.Y. Hilton. The Colts have also addressed the left tackle position in a guy that you potentially think if he comes back pretty well and plays pretty well from that Achilles injury and Eric Fisher, then you think maybe you have your left tackle for the near future. I mean, last year was a turnstile left tackle. I mean, let's not sugarcoat it at all. It was. Costanza was in and out of the lineup. You had different lineups. It seems like about every other week there was somebody new in there. Um, but you had a couple guys that you liked, a couple guys that you didn't like. But ultimately now you think with Eric Fisher, beyond this injury, Derek, he's been relatively healthy pretty much his entire career in the NFL. So you feel like if he gets back from this injury, you have a pretty uh, – Pretty uh, a guy that's pretty durable at left tackle, and that's just going to help Carson Wentz in this offense so much more to have a potential top ten tackle when he's healthy back in the lineup. What are your thoughts about the the ways the other ways the Colts have addressed their offense, uh, being tight end, you know, wide receiver, and then offensive tackle? Yeah, I mean, with the offensive line, that's also been the great thing this year is the added depth of the offensive line. Really awesome that Balor was able to address that so heavily in the offseason. You know, you're not going to have as much worries about injuries afterwards because the Colts will feel comfortable with the guys they have behind them and will at least be moderable enough to be able to hold off for at least a while. And just all the different moves they did make when they were top heavy with the signings of the left tackle position, Eric Fisher, that let alone just really doesn't change much from what Anthony Costanzo was. In my opinion, Eric Fisher's right there with him when it comes to certain things. So, you know, you don't really see a drop off there at all. And then, you know, you've added some additional wide receivers. You brought T.Y. Hilton back. We said in previous videos that the importance of a T.Y. Hilton, you drafted a guy like Kylan Granson, who you're really, really excited about his route running ability and the ability to make plays after the catch. You know, we really haven't felt like we've had a tight end that's able to play like that for many years. Um, even though Moali Cox has great hands and can make plays, Moali Cox does not have the ability to make a play after the catch quite like Kylan Granson does, which is another great thing about him. And, you know, you brought back Marlon Mack. You kept guys around, and that's the great thing is this unit now feels really, really loaded at every position, and I love it. Yeah, the cohesiveness of bringing some of these guys back, too, cannot be understated as well. Um, But then also on the defensive side, right, the Colts added a lot on their defensive line this offseason, whether that's signing Isaac Rochelle, drafting two edge guys, two defensive linemen, back-to-back in rounds one and two, so that was the biggest weakness by far, Derek, of this defense last year was the pass rush. It really was. I mean, it was a, it was, I mean, we saw how many times 
where there was really no pressure from the edge. We know what DeForest Buckner could do in the interior against the pass, right? But when it came to getting pressure in the key moments against some of those better quarterbacks in the AFC and NFC, the Colts couldn't do it, and they fell apart um, against some of those better quarterbacks. And that's how you are able to slow down some of these quarterbacks is to get consistent pressure. So the Colts add two defensive linemen there. Like I mentioned, the first two rounds of the draft, they re-signed Xavier Rhodes and TJ Carey. Uh, they re-signed George Odom for special teams and also could fill in. And they also drafted a safety and signed a safety, both named Sean Davis. So, you know, they've added some depth and also some potential impact players to the defense. How do you feel like their defense potentially could take the next step from being a pretty good defense in 2020 to maybe a top five, maybe move to good to great defense here in 2021? Yeah, I mean, the Colts addressed the defensive tackle position last year, getting to Forrest Buckner, keeping Grover Stewart around. You feel really confident on your guys on the inside. Now you needed that pass rush that really was holding back that zone defense that you like to run. And that is now what the Colts feel confident that they have gotten is a guy and guys like Quiddy Pay and Dio Adangbo, who are uh Dio, who is long, freakishly athletic, and a relentless motor. And then Quiddy Pay, a little shorter, but it again has a relentless motor, very strong and fast. So, I mean, you got guys who you know you really think can really take over this defensive line for years and years to come. You did that. You got some more depth pieces at in the secondary. AK, you brought back Xavier Rhodes and TJ Carey. You brought your veterans back to pair him uh, them along with you know your the best slot corner in the league and Kenny Moore. And then you brought in some more safety help to help uh, provide some depth there. So again, just depth, depth, and more depth, and, and that's exactly what the Colts really needed. And that's what they addressed and retaining the star guys that they had on the defense already. I mean, it's really good to see what this Colts defense is going to do. It all depends on what happens with Quiddy Pay and Dio Adangbo. That's going to be mm. the big deciding factor here. Yeah. So I guess that kind of leads me to the final thing. What do you think are the top three things that need to happen for the Colts to go from potential wildcard team to maybe even a top three seed? and the AFC. What needs to happen on this Colts team for that to take place? Well, I mean, ultimately the big question is, is I said it, is the defensive ends. Yep. You know, there has to be a more consistent pass rush on the defensive end spot. There has to be some rush on the outside. Has to be that way. Mm -hmm. And then it's ultimately going to be a question of, for the offense, is are the Colts going to be able to uh, run the ball consistently throughout the year we believe that they will we saw at the beginning of the year it kind of took them a while to get used to how being able to run the football again like we knew they could it just took them like half a season to figure it out but if the Colts can run the football the way we have seen them in the last eight weeks of the season then this Colts team is going to win a lot of games because they're going to control the clock a lot more often and then the big question Carson Wentz yep. does Carson Wentz take initiative and does Carson Wentz provide a unique and different approach to this offense? And does he not turn out, uh, turn the ball over and not become uh, 
the same quarterback that we saw from 2020. If he's quick and if he's decisive, and as long as he's not making uh, hero ball throws all the time, then I feel confident that Carson Wentz is going to be able to help this team and take them to where they want to go. Yep. And those guys are the reasons why we feel we feel like the Colts can go from pretenders to contenders. Obviously, the season needs to play out for us to see what things are going to happen and not happen. There always seems like there's something that doesn't go right for whatever reason. But those are the top three things we feel like the Colts need to do to make that leap and take the next step in their journey as a team. All right, that'll do it for this one, guys. Thanks for tuning in. As always, and as always, go Colts. Wow.